Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. You know, it's hard to find a person that doesn't totally love this great holiday spirit we have every year. And while everyone is into the season of giving, don't forget the best way to ring in the holidays is to send your friends, your loved ones, your coworkers a beautiful, vibrant bouquet from our friends at 1-800-Flowers.com. Make them happy this year. 1-800-Flowers, they have a vast selection of elegant roses, lilies, daisies, and much more. And the best part is they're only $29.99. So you can deliver 1-800-Flowers seasonal bouquet to any friend, coworker, or loved one, it's the perfect way to let them know how much they mean to you, especially during the holidays. 1-800-Flowers is the only company I trust to deliver fresh flowers from the field for, of course, our holiday gift giving. Now to get beautiful and vibrant bouquets, starting at just $29.99, just go to 1-800-Flowers.com, use your desktop, your mobile device, click on the radio icon, and put in my last name, Hannity. 1-800-Flowers.com. Don't forget to click on the radio icon. Put in my last name, Hannity. Hillary Clinton is an insider who fights only for her donors and for herself. I'm an outsider, and I'm fighting for you. Believe me, I am fighting. Mexico, Europe, uh, Asia, South America, Africa, name a foreign leader that you respect. I guess I'm having an Aleppo moment. The countdown to saving America is on. Minus 39 days until election day. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. We burning down the night, shooting bullets at the moon, baby. This is how we Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. If somebody's willing to pay you $130,000 or $170,000 to uh, say something and you get your 15 minutes of fame and you get your picture on the front page of every newspaper and you're some failed cabaret singer who uh, doesn't even have uh, much of a 
a resume to fall back on and what's there she's lied about. You know, that's the daughter of Willie Horton as far as I'm concerned. He'd get off the phone and tell me that she said sort of wacky things which we thought were attributable to the fact that she was terrified. People have been harassing my husband for, gosh, I don't know, ever since I've known him. I have to believe that it is in large measure motivated by people uh, who just flat out disagree with the kind of politics and policies that my husband believes are best for America. The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. You described the scene where he was biting on your lip and then when it was all over he was leaving. I said you better put some ice on that. Yeah and casually put on his sunglasses and walked out the door. I was sitting there crying and so upset at the time. And I felt like somebody, that the next person would be somebody coming through the door to get rid of the body. You met Hillary Clinton. Yes. As she held on to my hand and she said, do you understand everything that you do? I mean, cold chills went up my spine. That's the first time I became afraid of that woman. You interpret that to mean she knew about the incident? I certainly do. That and thank you for keeping quiet. On the eve of your testimony in the Paula Jones case, there was, you lost your cat, and there was somebody who came up to you, a stranger. He approached he, me one morning. He alluded to the fact, he alluded to my cat by name and past tense. He said, how is that? How is the, um, he was a nice cat. He said, that bullseye was a nice cat. And that was a direct threat, you believe, on the eve of your testimony, to let you know the cat's gone. That, was followed, by, that was followed by, how are your children? And he named them by name. That was followed, yeah. by, that was followed by the naming of, uh, of very dear friends to children. That was followed by, did you ever get those tires fixed? I had three out of four tires in my car flattened by yeah. a nail gun. Hillary claims to be and wants us to think that she's a champion of women's rights, she's a women's advocate, she's a feminist. She has enabled his behavior for over 30 years. I personally yeah. feel that if I had not become public when I did, even though I had not planned it, that I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you now. I think something would have well, happened to me. I think most of the women yeah. that have been involved with Bill Clinton have told of situations where they were threatened. When all said and done, are you glad you did all of this? Yes, because I know I was telling the truth and I had nothing to hide. And once and for all, I hope the world realizes that I was telling the truth and I wasn't just making it up. I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard and you have a right to be believed. We're with you. All right, there you have a montage over the years. Well, I have actually interviewed all of the women that have been victims of the Clinton smear machine, starting with Jennifer Flowers. Bill Clinton eventually did admit in the Ken Starr report that, yeah, he did have an affair with Jennifer Flowers, but yet she was smeared and slandered and besmirched. And there was that moment where Hillary Clinton went out there and said she's going to crush her. I'll crucify her, to use the exact words of Hillary, or... There were the surrogates like James Carville with Paula Jones. Oh, you drag a, a dollar bill through a trailer park, you never know what you're going to find. And it goes on and on from there. You notice how desperate the media is to prevent Donald Trump from hitting Bill Clinton scandals. 
Now, if Hillary is the champion of women's rights, gay and lesbian rights, I think the Saudi Arabia question that I always raise is legitimate. But if you notice just how absolutely desperate they are to convince Donald Trump that he better not fight fire with fire when it comes to Hillary Clinton playing the woman card. She can call him a racist, but he can't mention she used the term super predator. You know, she can bring up, oh, you said Miss Piggy. And blah, blah, blah with the, okay, what's worse? Miss Piggy or that Monica Lewinsky is a narcissistic loony tune, which Hillary said about Monica Lewinsky. Or the surrogates and what they said about Paula Jones and Juanita Broderick and Kathleen Willey, and the list goes on and on. You know, remember last December, Hillary started in with the Trump hates women routine, and Trump, following his natural instincts, fired back with both barrels. In interview after interview, he kept talking about, well, You know, what, for those of you that may not remember, what did Paula Jones allege? That while he was the Arkansas governor, that he exposed his penis to her. And she ended up winning a a court judgment of $850,000 that the Clintons had to pay her, which led to the whole impeachment fiasco. And then, of course, there's Kathleen Willey, who claims she was fondled and kissed and groped and grabbed by Bill in the Oval Office. And then there was Juanita Broderick. She claimed rape. And Jennifer Flowers says it was a consensual relationship, and there were other women as well. And the list goes on and on. But the media doesn't want, they want to give Hillary Clinton free reign to say Donald Trump is a sexist. They got the New York Times doing their work for them. And then, of course, everything they printed ended up being false, and they're embarrassed, but nobody remembers that. So it seems, kudos to the Washington Post. I'm actually shocked. Very liberal paper, but they said enabler or family defender. How Hillary Clinton responded to her husband's accusers. Anyway, joining us now, Carrie Prejean. She's an American model, former Miss California, USA uh, 2009, Miss USA 2009 runner-up. Melissa Young, former Wisconsin 2005. And Sonata Adzum is with us, former vice president at Trump International, the creative woman behind the marketing of Donald Trump's most treasured condominium development, says that he taught her the secrets to success. Welcome all of you back to the program. Thank you. to be with you, Sean. Sonata, <laughs> let me start with you because you work directly for Mr. Trump and, you know, all these accusations. Hillary paid women uh, far less than she paid men, both at the Clinton Foundation and in her Senate office. She claims that we need equal pay for women. Did Donald Trump treat women fairly at the Trump Organization? From my experience, absolutely, yes. I was there from 2003 until 2007, and I can tell you that he gave equal opportunities to both uh, men and women. And at that time, I had um, come from Sarajevo, Bosnia, uh, a few years prior. I had gotten my college education here in the U.S., and I had the same opportunities. Uh, The difference for me was that um, I worked harder than most of my counterparts, and I uh, managed to get to where I was, which was uh, eventually running um, four of his major Trump international developments. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty incredible success story. And I've been over to Trump Towers many times over the years, and I see many, many happy women working there. And I see people of all races, all backgrounds, all colors, uh, all working there very hard every day. Uh, from what I understand, he's a demanding but fair boss. Is that a fair characterization? That's actually a great characterization because I will tell you, Mr. Trump is really, really tough. He's a businessman, and he demanded so much from all of us. We had to work hard. We had to give our best, and he 
kept us accountable. Meaning if you didn't perform what you were supposed to do, as in um, my case, I had to get records, break records, in fact, for highest prices um, in New York and Fort Lauderdale, that if I didn't do that, I would hear about it. And then I would have to figure out how to fix it. So the bottom line is this. He cares about how everyone performs at the organization. He will give you the same opportunity, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, or regardless of where you no. come from, of your nationality. But you have to do what you're supposed to do. Carrie Prejean, I got to know you when you came under fire for just expressing a point of view in a pageant. And, you know, you once told me something that I thought was pretty sad because I actually thought that, you know, that in America you're allowed to have opinions. Uh, You believe deeply in your faith and you expressed an opinion in a nice way. You You said nothing that was personal. And you once told me that there were only two people publicly that stood up for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sean. Um, And you hit it right on the head earlier when you said that this is a desperate attack by Hillary Clinton. I mean, they are so desperate, Sean. I mean, these are the last, you know, 30 days or 39 days left till the election. And they are so desperate. And the left-wing media is trying so hard to smear this man. And myself and Miss Wisconsin, who's on the line as well, we have nothing but admiration for this man. He went above and beyond to defend us, to help us, to take care of us, and when, when in reality, in my case, the Miss Universe organization, the handlers, the management, um, were kind of going against me, and he was actually the only one that stepped up and said, wait a minute, let's really look at this situation here. And he held a press conference, and while they were trying to take my title away, he was the only one that stood up for me and defended my title as Miss California, and he was always available to talk to any time of the day. I would call his personal cell phone, Sean, and he would pick up every single time. He you, never let me down, no matter how busy this man was. He was available. He was helpful. He gave me career opportunities. He respected me. He loved me. He respected my family. He was always there for me, Sean, and I am sick and tired of this. I am so fed up with this. This is just a smear campaign to try to detract. The real issues are Hillary Clinton is not fit to be president. Look at what she said. She said she spent 11 hours testifying before Congress. Well, guess what? Those poor men in Benghazi spent two more hours longer than she did. And guess what? They never got rescued. And those are the things that we should be talking about. It's a pretty powerful statement. You know, and the New York Times, of course, had a hit piece about Trump's private moments with women, and they quoted you, but you refused to give the New York Times an interview. And as you told me at the time, they purposely took out of context a quote that you made in your book, and then you went public. And you said, sorry, I didn't say that. That's not who he is. That's not what I believe. And it was a pretty powerful moment. Yes, it was. And it was just another example, Sean of the media just trying to lie and make things up to try to smear this man. They know that he is so close to winning this thing. They, they realize it, and guess what? They're, they're panicking right now. And all they can come up with is 25 years ago of him telling a Miss Universe winner that she needed to lose some weight. Are you kidding me, Sean? This was a beauty contest. We, we have to uphold a certain look. We're representing a brand. I mean, these pageants... You know, handlers and management, they're harsher than that. And nobody's talking about that. Such a good point. Again, has come to the rescue of this young woman. He helped her. He wanted to turn this around for her. He wanted to make it a positive thing for her. And you know what? She, in that video, thanked him. 
she was gracious, and she thanked him for helping her. Now, all of a sudden, she wants to come forward and say this about him? I don't buy it. Let me ask you, Melissa. Now, you're a former Wisconsin. Now, uh, there was a moment that happened in the campaign where you gave a very emotional, impromptu thank you to Mr. Trump during a rally. Let me play this uh, for everybody. I just want to say thank you. You saved me in so many ways. In recent years, um, I've been struggling um, with an incurable illness, and I'm on home care now. It was caused by a doctor's medical negligence. And in those dark days, fighting, um, right now all the tubes have been removed, and I have a do-not-resuscitate order, and I have a 7-year-old son. In those days in the hospital, I received from you a handwritten letter that said to the bravest woman I know. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And you, um... Such a wonderful, beautiful woman. I mean, just an amazing woman. And are you, are you doing, are you coming along okay? Um, um, no, sir. But, um, that's okay, because I'm here right now to thank you in person, and that was my biggest dream. And I wanted to thank you, because... Through you and your organizations, my son, who is Mexican-American, seven years old, through your organizations, and just being able to stand on that stage with you back in 2005, the outpouring of love that came from that um, ultimately provided my son, when he graduates high school, with a, um, a full ride to college. And that That's was great. And you know what we'll do? We're Kind of watch him. And, We're going to be watching your boy, okay? But you're going to hopefully be around. You're not going to have to have anybody watching. You. You're right. going to hopefully be around. Those doctors are going to be so wrong. And my but son. we'll be helping you. Melissa, how are you doing today? Oh, thank you so much, Sean, for having me on the show. First of all, just one quick comment. Um, I I could not agree more with, with what Carrie was just saying. I, I'm This is, is so upsetting. But uh, to answer your question, um, my spirits are good, and, and that's all that matters. I am physically struggling. I, I just came out of a procedure um, having a blood clot removed um, from my chest, but I am um, I'm fighting each day and I'm on home care um, with visiting nurses, but I am, I'm, my spirits are fantastic. And I don't want to rush your story or your answer. We're going to hold you over if you can just stay a couple of more minutes. Uh, we'll continue. That's Melissa Young, former Miss uh, uh, Wisconsin. We have uh, Sonata uh, add some with us and carry Prajan with us. I am. We'll get back to their stories in just a minute. Quick break. Right back, and we'll continue and much more straight ahead. Hannity headline, a bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you anywhere you go. To sign up today for Hannity headlines, go to Hannity.com. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in just a minute. We continue with Carrie Prejean, American model, former Miss California, Miss USA 2009 runner-up, Melissa Young, former Miss Wisconsin, and Sonata Adsum is with us, former vice president at Trump International and one of the creative forces of marketing behind Donald Trump's really biggest condominium projects and developments that he has had. And, Melissa, we're going back to you in a moment that you had. You went to see Mr. Trump and... You talked about how he treated you when he found out you were sick, and he sent you a note that you're the strongest woman you, that he knew, he and he's and he's followed up with you as well, right? He has, and that that's what the thing is when he sent that to me in the hospital. This is many years after standing on his stage at Miss USA. The fact that he even remembered me was it blew my mind, and it was in really in those darkest hours. And we're talking almost a decade later. 
I receive a letter from him in my hospital room on the same day that I was being read my last rites. And when they read it to me, it sparked something in me that was like, I knew in that moment, I, I'm not finished. He, I believe he, Mr. Trump saved my life in so many ways. Um, he, he, is, he has been so wonderful. And yes, he reaches out to me by phone. He has called me now while he's on the campaign trail, calling me um, personally, taking 20 some minutes on the phone with me, asking how my son is doing in school, asking if the doctors are treating me okay. Am I getting the care I need? What can he do to help? He has, and what he has done for me and my son, he had never spoken out about. Um, All the things that he had done for us was before he was going to run, before he announced that he was running for president. And he had never said when when those claims came out where they were people were saying, well, he was racist and comments about Mexican-Americans. He had never said what he had done for me. And and my son is a Mexican-American and he has treated us with nothing but dignity and respect. He is the greatest man I have ever met. What is this? What is the status? You said, obviously, you're still struggling with health issues. What is your long term prognosis, Melissa? Um, yes, sir. There, there is no no cure for me, and I am fighting for each day. Um, I, wow. uh, I'm fighting for each day, and every morning I wake up is is a blessing. And and this for me, I will speak up about this until my very last breath, because this it is so important that people hear and understand the truth. The true Mr. Trump, what's inside of him, he is made of pure gold. His heart is so big. And and like I said, until my last breath, I will speak up about this. I want to leave something so great for my son to look back and realize that, you know, I didn't have the energy, that my body was failing me, but I still had a voice. And to always stand up for what you know is right and speak up. And that's what I am doing. And I will do that for Mr. Trump like I said, until until God takes me home. I, I got to be, I'm listening to you, and, and I think his characterization of you as the bravest woman I've ever met is is just as accurate as any I've ever heard. Oh, wow. It's, Thank you. And I know, I, I know, I remember meeting you. I don't know if you remember we met. Oh, I will never forget it. I have to tell you, I, I cried kind of like a baby because I love and respect you so much. And when you took time during a commercial break, one of the tapings of your show, I will never forget you turning your body towards me in the audience and saying, I'm praying for you. And it was a room of thousands and thousands of people with Rudy Giuliani in the front row. And here you had pointed me out to do that. And, and sir, I just, I never got to thank you for that, but I, I, I'm doing that now. Thank you so, so much. That that was just such a, a wonderful thing that really lifted my spirits. And I write letters to my son every day about life. And I did write one of the letters. I did write that story. So he will read that someday. Oh, my gosh. How old is, is your son now? Um, he just turned eight, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, we are praying for you and everybody in this audience is. And there are medical miracles, Melissa, and you fighting as hard as you do. You know, you're the one that can be, can actually be that miracle. So you're in everybody's Sean, prayers this here. Is, this is Carrie again. I just want to say I spoke with Melissa last night over the phone, and we had the most amazing conversation. And I just have to say, Melissa, you are so brave, and you are so courageous, wow. and you are one of my really you, – you truly are one of my heroes. I mean – Wow. The fact that you are willing to you the fact that you are willing to stand up for the truth is so honorable to me and I just admire you so much for speaking out and speaking publicly about Mr. Trump. I mean, you could easily 
you know, you out of all people could easily not be speaking right now. And, and so I just think that you're, you're leaving your legacy right now. And so um, I just want to uh, say thank, thank you thank for you, doing the Terry. right thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and this is the right thing. Like you said, this is the right thing. Um, these stories are, this is, this is ridiculous news right now. I, I, I mean, we're talking 20 years later. If, if something hurts you so bad, but you, you wait 20 years and it conveniently comes out at a debate, a presidential debate, and you didn't do it 10 years ago, five years ago, but you were hurting so bad from his comment. It, it, that just seems very opportunistic to me. And um, as soon as I heard that, I just thought it just, it was, it seemed very, very planned. And like you said, it's a, it's a smear campaign. You know, Carrie, you mentioned yeah. something earlier too, and that is that, you know, it is a beauty contest. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, for example, I work in the television industry and, you know, whether or not I want to face this truth or reality or not, I mean, I part of my job as I look at it is, I, look, I'm not a beauty. I, I, listen, I, I barely I'm my face is made for radio. Let's be honest here. You know, but but I but well, I find I, you very handsome. This is Melissa talking. I do, too. I second that. All right. All right. Just keep talking. I don't want to interrupt. This is going really well. No. But the, but the reality is I keep myself in shape. It's part of my job. And that's just a reality. Um, right. And John, this is ridiculous that we're even talking about this. This is honestly insane. We're talking about a beauty contestant that was that was told to work out. Are you kidding me? These women, look at their Instagram. Look at their social media. Every single day, fitness, nutrition, eating right, staying in shape, being a certain look, that's part of their job. And, not, and we so, also have tape of Donald Trump when we played it, of him being extraordinarily supportive and nice to this woman. And then you look at her background, and then you see the conspiracy that, this, that was you know, built in. Hillary throws it in, dumps it, the kitchen sink on Donald Trump the last hour, the last seconds of that debate. But but God forbid if Donald Trump, uh, Sonata, if he ever went back at Hillary and said, um, well, you referred to Monica Lewinsky as a narcissistic looney tune. And you said you were going to crucify um, uh, Jennifer Flowers. And your best friend, James Carville, talked about Paula Jones. Well, you drag a dollar through a trailer park. You never know what you're going to find. You know, stop hey, with Sean, the lectures about yes. the treatment of women. Exactly, John. And I think that poor young girl who was 12 years old when she was raped and, and guess Kathy who Shelton, her rapist? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. And you know what? That poor little child was never able to have, be a mother, was never able to grow up in a normal life because of Hillary Clinton. Why aren't we talking about that? And, and now, she's a, about the a voice for, now she's a voice for a former Miss Universe who um, – got her feelings hurt, which I, I don't want anyone to ever feel bad about their appearance, and, and that that's not okay. But, I mean, it, to me, it shows Mr. Trump in that moment, this is also a testament to his character, that in that moment during the debate when she made those comments, he had, he had a moment to say something that could have been to attacking what what her husband was doing in 1996. I mean, that she, he could have brought anything up like that, like you said about Monica Lewinsky, about Jennifer Flowers, any of those people. He, he remained silent, and I think he walked away from that debate with more class 
for doing so. And, and but, that's- you know, I don't think this is – if now this is now going to be fair game on Hillary's part. Oh, it is fair game. And, and if Hillary's going to play now. the race card, I think every – you know, the fact that her and her husband, so, you know, she supported, said her mentor was a former Klansman, and J. William Fulbright was, uh, uh, was Bill Clinton's uh, mentor. He was a, a segregationist, and they put up the Confederate flag when they were – you know, the first lady and, and the governor of Arkansas, you know, if they want to go down this ugly road, they can. Now, I think the election should be about bigger issues, but she dumped the kitchen sink on Donald Trump. And everyone's saying, well, Donald Trump has to stop. Donald Trump can't fight back. Donald Trump can't point out the duplicity and double standard of the media and the Clintons. Uh, we can't point out that women, she takes all this money from, from countries that practice Sharia law and treat women horribly. They can't drive. They're told how to dress. They're told if they can go to school or work. Uh, gays and lesbians are put to death in Saudi Arabia, and Christians and Jews are persecuted. But the Clinton Foundation takes $25 million, up to $25 million for the foundation, $10 million for the, the Clinton Library. And we're not allowed to bring that up either, I guess. And that's why Mr. Trump was, was right on yesterday when he said follow the money yeah it's so follow true the money she's and so true over a hundred thousand dollars to tear down and bully these women that her husband abused that is not that is not mm-hmm. someone that builds women up i'm sorry and she the- has not been a builder of women she has not she has said terrible things about women and, and so i i find this I, it's just this is like you said this is ridiculous considering everything that is going on in the world even when I look at my own life, and I think tomorrow isn't promised for any of us, but especially for me as a, a mother um, who won't see her son grow, and those are real issues. But I'm thinking to myself, so someone called you out for being overweight. You had gained a massive amount of weight, and it is it was a, a couple of years ago. I went to my doctor, Melissa. You know what my doctor told me? What was that, sir? He said, you're getting fat. <laughs> Maybe you need to call him out. You should get him on the show. <laughs> no, he called me fat. Now, I said, I said, really? He goes, do you not look at yourself? That's what he said to me. He goes, you know, and then he made another comment. He goes, you need to lose weight. Now, did he tell me that out of love and concern? He happens to be a really good friend. Or did he tell me to be mean? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. There, there's certain things. He goes, you got to stay in shape. And this goes back a number of years. He's the guy that got me into martial arts. Because he wow. said, because he, he knows that I don't have the patience to stand on a treadmill for hours on end. And he knows that I'm very goal-oriented. And he knows that I'm aggressive. So he said, this is the perfect mix. He happens to be a, a multiple-degree black belt. And he said, you're going to love it. It's going to change your life. And you're going to get strong. And he goes, you'll weigh more, but it's going to be muscle and it's not going to be fat. And that all turned out to be true. And that's yeah. what I did. But what, I, whatever, what, This is Carrie again, Sean. But what, what people need to understand, Sean, about this whole beauty contest, um, you know, thing is that you know donald trump defended this woman nobody's talking about that the 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 organization itself donald trump just owns it he's not a part of the everyday life of it the donald the the organization of miss universe wanted to get rid of this girl but guess what donald trump once again stood up and said no we're not going to get rid of this girl. We're going to help this girl. We're going to help her. We're going to get her motivated. We're going to get the best trainers. We're going to get, you know, all these people lined up to help this woman. And even okay? in those videos, when, sorry. The, when the organization could have dropped her easily because she did not uphold her weight, which was as Miss Universe, I'm sorry to say this, but you have to look a certain way. And if you don't, just like in all, a lot of other careers, 
If you don't hold up to your end of the bargain, then there's consequences. But guess what? Donald Trump didn't want there to be consequences. He wanted to turn this around for her and make it a positive for her. Well, I've got the audio of that. I'll play it again. We played it yesterday. Here's Trump with Alicia and what he said, just a little bit of it. What is your advice to Alicia? Well, I don't think Alicia needs much advice. I will say that last year, before I owned the Miss Universe contest, I went to the Miss Universe contest last year. It was in Las Vegas. And I felt that Alicia was one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen. It was incredible. And all of the folks that were here agreed with that. Alicia is like me and like a lot of other people. I love to eat. We all love to eat. Not all of us. Some of you are lucky. But we eat. We like to eat. And she had tremendous pressure put on her with the win and everything else. Plus, she was going from country to country, all foreign places. And there was a huge amount of pressure. And some people, when they have pressure, don't eat. And some people, when they have pressure, eat too much, like me, but like Alicia. And what she's going to do now. All right, I'm going to stop it there because we're almost out of time. He was defending her and saying, no, just like me. That's what I do. And by the way, that's like me. He humbled himself. Yes, he he did. Right. And this is is Melissa here. Also, in that he said, he did say that she was one of the most beautiful women he had ever seen. Yes, yes. And that's not being reported. Well, listen, first I want to say to uh, Sonata, thank you, Carrie. I think we might see some of you guys on TV tonight, I hope. Melissa, I want you to know one thing, and I speak for Carrie, and I know I speak for Sonata, that you're in our prayers. We love you. You're in our prayers. We're praying for your son. We admire your courage. and uh, and you're beautiful inside and out, oh, and uh, we're lucky we're lucky to have you. And, uh, wow, thank you. That means the world. Thank you so All much. Right. God and bless God. you. And Sean, thank if I may add, um, Melissa is one of the most inspiring women I've ever heard, and I'm just really grateful that she's out there sharing her story because that, in my opinion, as a businesswoman, I think that's what makes such a huge difference. Um, there, it's one thing to be a beauty queen, but when you're inspiring people and you're so intelligent, um, I think that's what really impacts all of us. Wow. Yeah. Your story wow. is inspiring too, Sonata, as a refugee from... Yes, wh- thank you, Sonata, yeah. so much. Thank you, Sonata. All right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank All right, guys, everyone. thank you both. Unbelievable. Well, it's amazing when you get a different perspective. Quick break, right back, and we'll continue. Because three months earlier, SEAL Team 6 was hanging out of Osama bin Laden, and this administration had outed them and put a target on their back. And so we're in this situation going into a heated battle. They weren't allowed to get pre-assault fire because of rules of engagement because that damages our efforts to win the hearts and minds of the people. And, and then not only that, eight times the air weapons team overhead, eight times asked to take out two heavily armed Taliban on the ground, and eight times they were denied from somebody sitting in an office thousands of miles away uh, in air conditioning and everything else without any dirt of that land on their on their feet. Eight times, and those very men shot down that chopper and brought about the largest one-day loss of life in the history of naval, naval special warfare, single largest loss of life, as you said in your opening, uh, to date in this war. You know what's amazing? I mean, this Saturday marked the fifth anniversary of of your son's death and one of 30 servicemen who died on board this helicopter, which was called Sign Extortion 17, and when it was shot down in Afghanistan. And you talk about the rules of engagement. Yeah, if our guys engage, uh, then they are often worried about whether or not they're going to be brought up on, on charges. That's not a way to fight a war. You have to be able to kill the enemy. And unfortunately, there is collateral damage in every war. We don't want our soldiers shooting recklessly and irresponsibly, but nor do we want to restrict for, restrict them from defending themselves, and sometimes that's going to mean striking first. 
And uh, under this president, under the rules of engagement, they're not allowed to do so unless they're a thousand percent sure. Well, by the time you're determining whether or not you're a thousand percent sure, you may be dead. And that's what's happening again and again. Yeah, Sean, I'll tell you, just not long ago, I spoke with a young man who who uh, just after I told my story in front of a group of people, he came up and literally fell on my shoulder crying. And uh, and I, you know, he started telling me his story and he was just he was clearly struggling from PTSD. And he told me that he had decided to get out of the military, that he had planned to make a career, a lifetime career out of, that he decided to get out during his last deployment to Afghanistan when his commander came to his unit and actually said this to them. From now on, we've got a new rule. From now on, if you see somebody with an RPG pointed at your troops, you are not allowed to engage them until they fire it. <laughs> and I wish I was kidding. So somebody's aiming, so somebody's aiming right. an RPG at our troops, and we have to wait till they fire it before they can respond or attack back. We have to have casualties before we can take them out. And, and this is absurd, and people do not understand what's happening to our warfighters. This administration has been the most destructive administration to the United States military in the history of our country. It, and, so, and by the way, fast I, I can have on the families of Benghazi. Pat Smith can be here right. with all of you. And, you know, remember, they had 600 separate requests for security. That was denied. While the right. Red Cross, while Great Britain was pulling out, we kept our people there and denied them the security that they said they needed on the ground. So, Sean, if I can, uh, that, that right there is what turned anything I had for Hillary Clinton that was gone when I heard her lie to Patricia Smith. I'm telling you, as a mother, I had to know every detail, no matter how horrible it was, about the last day my kid had on earth. And if somebody would have lied to me like that, you know, when, when you tell a mother how her child dies, it, it's like someone cuts it in your brain with a chainsaw. And for someone to lie to me, absolutely have no respect for that lady. I cannot, I cannot tell you how much it hurt me to see her lie to a mom about the very last day her son had on this earth. Yeah, I, I just yeah. listened to this and it breaks my heart. Ken, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I and sorry, uh, Laura and uh, uh, Karen, for your losses too. But uh, when we met Eric Holder, first thing he asked was for us if we were to meet him, not to have media presence and no media wait outside or outside after we had the meeting with him. But he sat there, and this is a comment to what uh, Laura just said. He flat out lied to my mom's face right there in, in his office about what happened, about uh, Brian's death, and, and it's sad because for them to look you square in the face and say, "Mrs. Terry, I'm going to get to the bottom of your son's death. Whoever's responsible, I'm going to hold them." accountable. Well, you know what? How do you how do you hold yourself accountable, Mr. Holder? You know, and, 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 it, and it's sickening how this administration is treating these families. How many people have died as a result of our government giving guns to gangsters, criminals, drug lords, etc.? Do we know the final number? Do we know the number as of now? Because people on both sides of the border have been found dead from the very weapons that our government provided these criminals. We don't, you know, you know, Sean, these, these weapons ended up that, you know, I got to back up here for a minute because I, I got to say something here. My brother was armed out there with non-lethal weapons. That was how they're supposed to engage these guys, knowing they had AK-47s. They had to fire, raffle off their beanbag rounds before they can do their live ammo. That's pretty sad. It is. It's extremely Very sad. sad. You know, and I'm watching all of this. What is all your reactions? Laura, I'll start with you. When you see Kazir Khan getting all this coverage, Pat Smith is is they're saying in the media that she's being exploited by Republicans because she spoke at the convention, and then Kazir Khan gets 50 times as much press coverage because he's slamming Donald Trump, and, of course, he's controversial. It's disgusting to me. I mean, it just shows the outright lies the media does. 
you know, they cannot say the truth and let a human being take away what they need to take away from the story. They, they have it. Uh, it I hate it. I absolutely hate it to see how slanted and how dishonest this media is. You know, when I do shows sometimes I, um, about Maria Espinosa and the Remembrance Project, which is who I'm with, that gives a voice to families that have been killed by illegals. And when I, you know, say that sometimes they won't play it. They won't say it. They don't want you to know that they, there's, there's a group for us now that are for Americans. It's absolutely absurd to me. It is absolutely so absurd. You know, Kent, one of the guns used in the Paris attack, terrorist attacks in November of 2015, well, that actually came from Phoenix, Arizona, where the Obama administration allowed these criminals to buy thousands of weapons illegally in that deadly and futile gunwalking operation that killed your brother, Fast and Furious. Yeah, you know, I, I did this show watch come out with a report uh, a few weeks ago saying that one of the guns uh, was traced back to a, a gun store in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, when I reached out to uh, Chaffetz's office for them to ask ATF about this, this gun, that they're going to keep showing up. And it's just a matter of time, Sean. I hate to say it, but it's going to show up here, you know, somewhere in the United States again on a big terrorist attack. It's going to show up, up, and it's going to be maybe a terrorist attack like there. I mean, the fact it, is these guns have made – once you once you have guns in the hands of criminals, there's no telling where they're going to end up. It's no, showing no. up now in the respect that they are – it's just happening right now in front of your eyes about policemen. They're telling them you can't do this, you can't do that, don't shoot unless you're dead. You know, come on. I mean, it's happening well, right exactly. now. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly the point that I was going to make, Laura, is that I've been saying for quite a while now that it's open season on the good guys in America. I mean, this is what we've got. What, what's wrong is now right, and what's right is now wrong. The people, who, the people who try to protect us, the people who try to enforce our laws, our legal system, are the bad guys to this administration. You know, we, we bring families. We bring Bo Bergdahl's family, you know, it, taking it to the military. We bring his family into the Rose Garden and exalt them. You know, it's hero families. When we find out he was he was a traitor, you know, and it's wrong. Like we're we're constantly propping up, uh, you know, illegal citizens, and they they have rights. They have rights. But what about the rights of your son? And what about the rights of all the other people? You know, this is nonsense. And Kent, your story's the same. Open yeah. season. And by the way, and, and Karen, you asked Obama, don't bring don't bring the media to where my son's casket is, and he did it anyway. You know what, Sean? That's what I wanted to say. We know yeah. in our first. In our first segment of this is that here we are, in, you know, supposed to be outraged about an assumption somebody made out loud, right? Assumed why she didn't speak. You know, what about? I mean, why can't we be insulted and outraged about the things that actually happened instead of what somebody assumed out loud? This is what's so ludicrous about it. And that's right. I brought up that contrast because we did unanimously. I was told by by our CACO officers, our care officers, that the families had unanimously agreed that the president could come, but he could not bring any cameras. Yeah. That it would be that it would be a solemn event. And the next day, well, he came and he had cameras, and then we were assured that they were just for his private use. That they wouldn't be used publicly, and then the next day we wake up to that picture of him saluting our son's casket on every newspaper in the newsstand. And so now, that is a, that is a real act of disrespect. Why unbelievable. It's a lie. Why it's a lie, he told you. Unbelievable. Listen, you're yeah. in our thoughts and prayers. I'm so sorry to all of you. Laura Wilkerson, you lost your son. Karen, you lost your son. Kent, you lost the brother you love. And uh, I, I know the media won't cover the story.
story. Let me ask a quick question. Has the media covered this anywhere near Kazir Khan and that story, which has happened longer? Not only do they not cover it, they squash it. If they yeah. hear it, they cut it, if it, it's gone. They don't want it. Guys, I got to run. We're out of time, but I'll, I'll talk to you all soon, okay? 800-941-SEAN is a number. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. By the way, winners here, at least for those of us now in the Northeast, unless you like to play golf in 40-degree weather, which I guess you can, and you have some hand warmers, but it means all of us are going to get that sore throat, that scratchy throat, and I have the number one ranked throat coating action drop that you need to know about, number one, and that, of course, is Pine Brothers. Do what I do to soothe my throat. Take Pine Brothers, softish throat drops, you're going to love this product. It's worth every penny. It is the best by far. And you'll find Pine Brothers at CVS Select, Walmart, Target, ShopRite, because they're the best. I had uh, not sent uh, classified material nor received anything uh, marked classified. Secretary Clinton said she never sent or received any classified information over her private email. Was that true? Our investigation found that there was classified information sent. So it was not true. That I am confident that I never sent nor received any information that was classified at the time it was sent and received. Secretary Clinton said there was nothing marked classified on her emails either sent or received. Was that true? That's not true. There were a small number of portion markings on, I think, three of the documents. I never sent um, classified uh, material on my email, and I never received any uh, that was marked classified. Secretary Clinton said I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? No, there was classified material emailed. People across the government knew that I used one device. Maybe it was... Uh, because I am not the most technically capable person and uh, wanted to make it as easy as possible. Secretary Clinton said she used just one device. Was that true? She used multiple devices during the four years uh, of her term as Secretary of State. But we turned over everything that was work-related, every single thing. Personal stuff, we did not. I had no obligation to do so and did not. Secretary Clinton said all work-related emails were returned to the State Department. Was that true? No, we found work-related emails, thousands, that were not returned. All I can tell you is that when my attorneys conducted this exhaustive process, I did not participate. Secretary Clinton said her lawyers read every one of the emails and were overly inclusive. Did her lawyers read the email content individually? No. But if I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general, to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies, so much deception. There has never been anything like it. And we're going to have a special prosecutor. When I speak, I go out and speak. The people of this country are furious. In my opinion, the people that have been long-term workers at the FBI are furious. There has never been anything like this where emails and you get a subpoena, you get a subpoena, and after getting the subpoena, you delete 33,000 emails, and then you acid wash them or bleach them, as you would say. So we're going to get a special prosecutor, and we're going to look into it because you know what? People have been, their lives have been destroyed for doing one fifth of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I told Senator Kane last night, if either of our sons in the military handled classified information the same way Secretary Clinton did, they'd be court-martialed. I mean, that's the hard truth of all this. 
and the American people are tired of it. You saw the man with a picture of the submarine. His mother goes around. She's devastated. Devastated. Took pictures of a submarine. They took the kid who wanted some pictures of the submarine. That's an old submarine. They got plenty of pictures. If the enemy wants them, they've got plenty of them. He wanted them. Took a couple of pictures. They put him in jail for a year. I saw his mother the other night on television. I'll tell you what, folks. We've never been in a situation like this. Why didn't they protect a kid who's taken a couple of pictures of a submarine that's an old submarine? And they put him in jail. They put him in jail. Lovely family, lovely mother. They put him in jail because he wanted to have some remembrance of where he worked. And we have to restore trust between police and communities. We are all safer when everyone has respect for the law and everyone is respected by the law. All right, as we continue, that was Donald Trump during the campaign talking about U.S. Navy Petty Officer First Class Christian Saucier. He was now sent to a federal prison for one year. His crime taking six photographs because he was proud of working in a U.S. submarine. It happened to be a classified area. He took it for his own personal use. Cell phones were allowed at the time to be on the sub. And so that made it a big deal. It wasn't a big deal to have a cell phone at that time. They now have since been banned, but not at the time that he took the pictures. Anyway, the mother of that Donald Trump was talking about is Kathleen Saucier. And uh, he had to leave behind his mom, his wife, and his little daughter, I think one-year-old daughter. And uh, she joins us now in studio. Also, uh, Ron Daigle is with us. He is a new lawyer for the Saucier family. He came out of retirement to work pro bono to help get Christian Saucier either a presidential pardon or help get him out of jail any way he can. He's an Iraq War vet. He's from Granville, New York, a police chief and town justice. Good to see you, sir. How are you? And you also got your service dog with you. Yes, I do, Sean. Thank you, you very much. You're a great American, and I know. I hope you know you. that all the veterans love you, absolutely love you. I, I Listen, I love you guys, and I love what you do. I noticed that you're training a service dog. You know that, that woman back there, Lauren, is trying to train one, but the dog's not very bright, and she's, the dog's <laughs> treat is she's not going to make it. But I'm offering to make this a Hannity show dog, and then we'll move on to the next one and see if that dog can do a little bit better. <laughs> see if that dog's a little smarter than this one? or Well, the, the thing is, uh, she, the last dog she trained was a lot, like, just docile. I mean, perfect to be, right, a service dog. Yeah. All right, this dog has a lot of spirit. Let's put it that way. And. <laughs> Every time Daddy, that's me, walks into the, the control room, well, Treat just jumps all over me for no reason at all. and it's, are, you, are you serious right now? I'm, what, what are you talking about? Am I serious? <laughs> Kathleen and Ron, you seem like good people. I'm sure you can see through this, uh, this veil here of, of total crap. Okay, it's not a veil of total crap because every time I walk in, the, you weren't even here yesterday. What's I that got to in? do with anything? I'm here every other day. I don't say jump anymore, and the dog dies all over me. don't say jump anymore. <laughs> Operative <laughs> words anymore. Well, You're I a did. lawyer, Ron. I think he loses. What do you think? I, he's trying to keep the dog. It's That's pretty right. obvious. Yeah. I think he's I, trying to hang on to Listen, it. there is some truth to that. I do mm-hmm. love Treat. I love the dog. And I, I know Sunshine, your best friend in there, is going to be crying the day that that dog is sent to service doggy school. I think school. you're going to cry. I'm not gonna, I don't cry. It's impossible. You no can't make me cry. Politics. That's correct. All right. Well, anyway, we're having all this fun. And here's poor Christian uh, Saucier's mother, Kathleen, who we love dearly. You know, Donald Trump made those remarks the day after he saw you on my show. And I'm glad he did see that. And he even asked me about it. And he wanted more information and i told him and 
I don't even know what to say. It's such a sad story. You hear your son is a proud, you know, petty officer, first class in the Navy, serving his country, proud of where he's working. He's working on a submarine, which, by the way, is a pretty gutsy thing to do. You wouldn't catch me dead in one of those things. There's no room to live. I'm like, get away. I need room. I need my own room. And um, serving his country, now he's in jail. How's he doing? Well, you know, I I think I mentioned it when I was on the show, and and we had just started out, so we're taking one day at a time. Um, You know, I'll let Ron talk in a minute because he had an opportunity to meet Chris for the first time last week. He went and visited him there in prison. You know, this is something, as you said, my son did when he was 22 years old at at nine years, I mean, in 2009, so quite a while ago, seven years ago. Um, So he's paying a price for something he did at 22 years old, and so how is he every day? I I don't even I don't even know if I can get in his head. I we just say one day at a time. Let's just get through today, Chris. And I say that to his wife too. And and he won't. He's the type of guy. I'm assuming being a military guy is not going to complain to his mom that things aren't as ideal as they should be. Although it's got to hurt. I saw the video. We played the video on my TV show of of you guys dropping him off at jail. That was a moment I did want to cry. I felt so bad for all of you. Yeah. So I think the hardest thing for me is seeing this young man who was so proud to wear a uniform, wearing a different type of uniform, and he doesn't walk with pride anymore. And um, it's hard. It's hard to keep him hopeful. But I just keep saying, Chris, we're going to get through it one day at a time. And I can tell you, you know, like Ron said, the veterans love you. The public loves you. They hear your show. And the guys in there have actually said to him, hey, I heard your you know, mom on TV or I heard Sean Hannity talk about your mom again. And so I think that gives him hope. But he's so afraid to have too much hope. What he does tell me, like you said, he doesn't complain. He says, well, my bunk's a little bigger than it was on the sub and, you know, food's a little better. I have more space. You know, he'll say things like that. And one of the things I had mentioned to, you know, one of your producers here that has that dog that we'll not talk about right. um, is that my son is having an opportunity to train a puppy to prepare to be a service dog for PTSD. And he was just getting it the last time I saw you. Did he get yes. the dog since then? He did. And the dog's name is Harper. Harper? Yeah. Uh, and what kind of dog is it? It's a black lab. Oh, awesome! I love. Yep. I have a lab now. I have a, a golden. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I got to tell you, well, it's a golden lab retriever kind of mix. And I got to. I love the dog. And does that help him? Does did he tell you that makes him feel a lot better as a companion? Well, it gives us stuff to laugh about when we go. My my um, daughter-in-law, my son's wife, because Chris was never a poopy scoopy sort of dog. So <laughs> yeah. part of his responsibilities as the assistant trainer is to be a pooper scooper. So we kind of right. laugh about that. And so yes, I think. It gives us something to laugh about. It gives us something to say, hey, how's Harper? Instead of saying, so how is it going in there? You know, he can talk about the dog. So I think that that's been a blessing. So it's going to bless a a service member at some point with PTSD, but it's also blessing Chris right now. I hope he trains the dog better than Lauren's training the current (laughs) dog that we have here on the Sean Hannity Show. Uh, Ron, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing to help this wonderful family out. And um, I I, I know you came out of retirement to do this. You're also involved in the training of service dogs. That's like that's one thing we all here have in common. I mean, I've adopted little Treaty in there, and I love that dog. And um, so where does this stand? I mean, getting a pardon from Obama, you know, if your name is not Clinton, I'm thinking your odds aren't very good. God, that's too bad you dashed my hopes because I was sure that Obama would give us a pardon on this. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you really believe that. But <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, there's no chance of getting a pardon for President Obama. You don't we, think? we know that. That's, you want to wait till President Trump is in office. We're going to have to wait till President Trump is in office and, yeah. and make some contacts. And, and he's mentioned it. Because of you, he's mentioned it on the campaign trail. Yeah, he asked me about you. He asked me about you. See, and that, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, you've made a big difference already in in raising the uh, elevating the 
notoriety of this case so that everybody knows it. Uh, the only problem we're having is we're having a real backlash, or not a backlash, but we're trying to break into the mainstream media. So uh, far, Luis, good, lu- <laughs> good luck with that. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> you mean fake news that, that colludes with Hillary Clinton, that, those news people? We'd really like to get on the mainstream media as well, uh, but... Well, I have a bigger audience, so I think you're better off here. Oh, but, no question about that, Sean. But, We're but, much better but off I'm here. But I'm very happy that, that Mr. Trump is aware of your case. Yes. And I can assure you of one thing. I will personally make sure that he gets a hold of any materials you have, and I think I can do that. I mean, obviously, I'm friends with Kellyanne and Steve Bannon, and I know that they are aware of your case as well. The whole team is. Uh, let me just ask one or two questions. He only took these pictures for his own personal use. In other words, he was he was very proud to be working on a submarine. He loved his job, right? Yes, absolutely. He loved submarines since he was two years old, I swear, but really since he was really? six, he would come to Connecticut and go to the sub base and take the tours. Um, my brother or my dad would take him on tours of subs. And um, when he told me that's what he wanted to do, I said, no, you're not doing that. And then, of course, that's what he did. So um, so he has, since he was a boy, he used to build models of submarines Wow. Um, when he was little. And, you know, so yes, it's, it's been probably a- also a part of him that wants to serve more and f- continue his career, right? Right. There's um, always been a part that has wanted him to be a lifelong um, part of the issue with that, unfortunately, was Chris was injured when he was underway. So he was right. physically injured as well as having mental health issues now related to his service, which that's my other concern is his future is that he's not going to receive any benefits for those injuries that he incurred while deployed on the submarine. Mm. Um, I think he would love to serve in the Navy. I, I think, as I said, it's his lifelong dream. I don't know if physically he would be capable of that because of his injuries. Now, people can help. I understand you've set up a, a GoFundMe site. It's on our website, Hannity.com, and where people can donate to help with some, to fray some of the legal costs for you to try and get this effort done. And uh, do you, is there a specific, a specific location to find that except for my website? Or Sure. We also started a Facebook page. It's American Patriots Against Double Standards. So wow. it would be great if they could go on that page. We presently have about 16,000 followers, and we're ecstatic about that. You know what? We'll link that, too, to my webpage, and this way people can get it right from my website. Great, great. I want to, maybe if Ron could just mention that he did get a chance to meet Chris last week, because I think that's really pivotal, what he felt. I did, too, and I just want to make a point of clarity is that the sub, when he took pictures of it, was 30 to 40 years old. Right. Russians probably had pictures of it 10 years after it was in service. Well, other people did the same thing at the time, and they just got a demotion. The exact exact same thing at the exact same time. And that's the same thing, Sean. I've been in the military. You know, I was in the military, and part of my job was to investigate some of the complaints about people using these, uh, you know, photographs, taking pictures and stuff like that, and and they would get in trouble for it. Yeah. But they would get in trouble. They would get maybe a demotion if it was really serious, or we'd confiscate the pictures or something like that. So a year in prison is absolutely unheard of. It's unconscionable, and it's unfair, and there's a double standard, and especially, you know, we're going to be discussing Hillary Clinton here in a minute, all that she did and all the laws that she broke. And, you know, people say, oh, I'll just let it go. I'm like, no, we, we don't put Christian Saucier in jail and let Hillary go. But, listen, we're still praying for you, and it's up on my website, the, the page to help out and defray some of the legal costs. Uh, I really appreciate Kathleen and Ron. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you very you. much God for bless. having us. All right, God, God bless. bless you, too. This is the Sean Hannity Show podcast. The best of Sean Hannity is on now. This is how we roll. Oh, 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 oh
when any foreign government tries to impact the integrity of our elections, that we need to take action, and we will. See, now we're feeling what not having hope feels like. The impact of that malicious activity benefited the Trump campaign and hurt the Clinton campaign. The era of economic surrender is over. You, the people of Pennsylvania, are finally going to have a champion that fights for you in the White House. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. We marching down the night, shooting bullets at the moon, baby. This is how we Scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blixen and blixen and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle, jangle, oh, what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Ah, uh, it's that time of year. You know, before we get started, and I'm going to have a very special guest from the North Pole here in a second, I want to thank all of you for what has been one of the most rewarding years in my radio career in that I can even think of. This... uh the fact that so many of you were able to filter out an abusively biased alt-radical left news media and, and sort through all of the clutter and look at an election in a, a far more objective way than anybody gave us credit for looking at it and helping to at least create an opportunity to clean up the mess of Obama. I am forever grateful to all of you and, and the role that all of you in this audience played in that endeavor. And I will tell you this, the, uh, the year we have coming up is going to be one of the most exciting, at times frustrating, uh, at times hard and difficult and challenging, but hopefully the most rewarding as, as hopefully good things will happen that will provide opportunities for people that have been suffering for far too long because of government failure. And that's my hope for 2017. But as we say goodbye to 2016, this is my last show of the year, uh, unless, of course, major news breaks out and Linda calls me back into work, which she always does. She never gives me a day off. Um, but as, as I just wanted to say to all of you, thank you. Thank you for all your work this year. Thank you for all of your passion that you've showed this year. Thank you for the support of both my radio and TV show. And uh, we have a big fight ahead of us. Rest up. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your families. Enjoy the, uh, the downtime, whatever time you might get. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. God bless all of you. And Happy New Year to all of us for 2017. Hopefully a year of great progress for the country. But without any further ado, 800-941-SHAWN is our toll-free telephone number. And we're not taking calls from anybody over the age of 12 today in this final hour. 
because we have a special guest. I've known him for many, many years. He comes to us via the North Pole, and that's Santa Claus himself. Santa, how are you? How you doing, Sean Hannity? Big time Santa Claus. How are you, my friend? Good to he- I'm so grateful you spend time every year and you come back on the program. How you been? Oh, just great. This has been one special year. Boy, my elves been working really hard. Boy, they got some good letters this year. Good letters this year. Are there is there st- being good. Yeah. Boy, I'm just can't wait to get out on Christmas Eve. How's Rudolph and the Reindeers doing? They doing all right? Oh, Dasher, Rudolph, and all them, they just getting, they, he's getting his light ready to shine bright so we can yeah. get through the snow and get through the mountains and you know, his kids life bright. Santa, I, I got your Christmas card this year. It was very nice of you to send one to me. Um, I'm not sure if I can interpret that, that I'm on the good list for once in my life. I've I've been incorrigible most of my life. Um, but you, it looks like you're gaining a lot of weight there, Santa. It looks like, you know, you... you got... <laughs> oh, Miss Claus, she really can really fatten me up for the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, Santa, we have a, a bunch of uh, little boys and girls that uh, want to talk to you, so we're going to go to our busy telephones here on the Sean Hannity Show. Our special guest for the hour is Santa Claus himself from the North Pole. Noah is in Cleveland, Ohio, Noah, hi. Welcome to the program. How are you? And say hi to Santa Claus. Noah. Hi. Hi, Noah. How are you? Good. You want to say hi to Santa? Mm-hmm. Okay, say hi to Santa. Hi, Santa. <laughs> How you doing, Noah? You've been good. a good little boy. <laughs> what do you want Santa to bring you for Christmas? PJ Masks costume. A what costume? A, a PJ Masks costume. Oh, a PJ Mask costume. Oh, the cartoon uh, PJ Mask. Santa, do you have any of those this year? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been a good little boy. Mm-hmm. You've been good? Have you been good all year? Now, do you have any brothers or sister, Noah? I only have two brothers. Yeah. Uh, older or younger? One's older than me. One's nine and one's four. Now, you guys never fight, right? You never have any disagreements at home, right? Yeah. Oh, you do? But not too bad, right? Yeah, not too bad. Santa, is he on the good list this year? Oh, he's on the good list. He's on the good But you got to stop the fighting. You got to love each other, Noah. Got to love each other. Okay. <laughs> all right, Continue Noah. On, okay. We'll get that PJ mask to you, uh, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. All right, Noah? Thank you. Okay. Bye. Uh, Bradley is in Pennsylvania. Bradley's seven years old. Bradley, welcome to the show. Say hi to Santa Claus. Hi. Hi, Santa. Oh, oh how you doing, Bradley? Good. What do you want Santa to bring you, Bradley? A blue tablet. A blue, blue tablet? tablet. What's awesome. what is a blue tablet? Um, it it's kind of like an iPad. It has it has games on it, and you can buy stuff. Yeah, okay. Been a good little boy? Yes. You have any brothers or sisters? You doing your schoolwork? Yes. Yeah. You have any brothers or sisters? I have two. And you never fight with them, right? Sometimes. Santa, you know. Oh, we can't have a fighting now. We got to be good little kids. We can't have fighting. All right. All right. But he's on the good list, right, Santa? He's on the good list. All right, Bradley, you made the good list. All right, we got it down. A tablet for you, okay? Okay. 
right. Um, a sunglass emoji pillow. What's that? Say it again. Oh, oh. oh sunglass yeah. emoji pillow. Emoji pillow. Santa, do you have those? We have them. Yes, we do. It's wearing sunglasses. Good, though, Bradley. Um, and I like two with dollars Lego set. Oh, yes, we have them too. Lego sets. I, I, had, Santa, you don't remember this. You sent, you gave me Legos years ago when I was a little boy, and I'm not a little boy oh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. All right, Bradley. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Thank you. Merry Christmas. All right, we're going to go to six-year-old. Merry Christmas. Six-year-old Tierra is in North Dakota, Santa. Tierra, how are you, honey? And uh, welcome to the show. And say hi to Santa Claus. Hi. <laughs> hi, Tierra. How you doing? Good. You been a good little girl? Yeah. Oh, you don't fight or nothing with you. You got any brothers and sisters? I have two brothers, one's younger, one's older. Y'all don't do no fighting, do you? A little bit. Oh, you got to be good. Santa like them real nice. We don't like to fight. You got to love each other, all right? You been doing good in school? Yes. Good job. Good job. Well, you on Santa's good list, then. Wow, well, that's really like good. To- Congratulations, Tierra. Congratulations. So you're on Santa's good list, okay? You ready for Christmas? Yeah. All right, I wouldn't leave too many cookies. Only one cookie for Santa, but I don't think you should leave many more cookies. Santa's had plenty of cookies all year. All right, Tierra, Mer- Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. All right, God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. All right, Haley is in Freehold, New Jersey. Haley, you're on with Santa Claus. Haley, say hi to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa Claus. Oh, hi, Tierra. How you doing? I'm good. Good. You've been a good little girl. Yeah. Awesome. You go to school? Not yet. Oh, well, you on Santa's good list for sure. And what would you like Santa to bring you? I would like a Barbie dream house and some toys and a Barbie mermaid. Did you get that? A a Barbie dream home and a Barbie pool and an elevator? And you want that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, we have it for you. We have it for you, Tara. You've been good all year? Yeah. Awesome. You just made Santa's good list. Awesome. <laughs> we love you. Love you. <laughs> all right, Hallie. Thank you. God bless you. Merry Goodbye, Christmas. Oh, she loves you, Santa. That's so awesome. Santa, I, I don't remember. Say, I don't, now, Santa, how come you put coal in my stocking every year when I was little? Why did you do that? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, Sean, you, you, we, you got to be naughty or nice, and we got to make sure, and we, you know how you was. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Santa, you know what the worst part is? I really haven't changed. I gotten. A lot of liberals in the country hate me this year, Santa. What should I do about it? They really despise me. Well, just forget them because we did great this year, and Santa is happy, and I just can't wait. You mean this I is going to be? This will be the first year I don't get coal in my stocking. The first time ever. You got it. You got it. You've been a great, great, great man, young man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. 
All right, we're going to go to our busy phones. This time, Santa, we're going to go to the important swing state of Pennsylvania, where Arwen is uh, standing by in Stroudsburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Arwen, and apparently, I guess there are others on the line, too. Uh, Then we're going to talk to our sisters and brothers. Arwen, say hi to Santa Claus, and we're glad you called. Hi. Hi, Arwen. How you doing? Good. You been good? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, what you want Santa to bring you? Um, I want an Ever After High doll. You got okay. that, Santa? You have an Ever After High? Is that what you want, Arwen? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anything else you want, honey? Um, a Lego set. A Le- Everyone wants Legos. Oh, oh, oh. The Lego set is great this year, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. great. You been good in school? Yep. You got good grades, Arwen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your grades? Mostly A's? Yep. Good for you. Now, you have how, you have, uh, how many sisters? Five. Wow. Five sisters. Wow. Santa's going to be busy. Yeah, he's going to be really busy. <laughs> yeah. Now, do, do your sisters and you ever fight, Arwen? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Santa, but that's normal, right, Santa? That's normal, but we need for you to be good. All right. Have to be good. We've got to love each other, okay, Arwen? Okay. Arwen, now you're going to put one of your sisters on now, right? Yeah. All right. We're going to put. We're going to hear Arwen's sisters. Laurel is standing by Santa, and we're going to talk to her. And uh, I know you know everybody, and you've gone over your list, and you've checked it twice. Uh, Laurel, are you there? Oh yeah. Hi. Hi, Laurel. Oh, yeah. Say hi to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Hi, Laura. How you doing? Good. Been good, little girl? Yeah. Oh, you made Santa's good list then. What would you like Santa to bring you for Christmas? I would like Disney stackable Zoom Zooms. All right. What else you want Santa to bring you? By the way, Santa, uh, Laura, what are Disney stackable Zoom Zooms? What is that? They're like little stuffed animals that you can stack on top of each other. Oh, and like you build like a pyramid of little stuffed animals or something? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Sort of like Donald Trump, you're building your own little buildings. Maybe you'll be president one day. What do you think, Santa? Can you get those for her? Yes, sir. My little elves are hard at work. Yes, we are. We ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Now, Laurel, you don't ever fight with your sisters, right? Sometimes. Yeah, but that's normal, Santa. We heard that from all the kids. They're all being honest. Santa, when you asked me, I I never, ever did that. Or, But uh, I'll tell you what, Laurel, stay on the phone there, hon. hon and uh, Santa Claus, you want to say goodbye to Laurel? Then we're going to come back. we got to take a break, and then we're going to talk to Laurel's sister, Belly, okay? Okay. All right. All right so, okay, Laurel, you be good now and be ready and always love each other. <laughs> all righty. All right, we're going to take a break, and... By the way, this reminds me, Linda, you remember when my kids were younger and I'd say uh, to Patrick and Mary Kelly, they'd come on the air and i go, how was school? Good. Who'd you talk to? Nobody. What did you learn? Nothing. Uh, well, that's only because they were talking to you, but when you talk to Santa, everybody has something to say. Yeah, I think so. All right, we'll take a break. It's our special final hour edition of the Sean Hannity Show. The full hour with Santa Claus from the North Pole. Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern, Fox News. 
Hannity Headline. A bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you anywhere you go. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'll tell you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to time. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. And Santa Claus joins us from the North Pole, and we're taking calls from kids that are... 12 and under for the final half hour of the show for the year. I want to again thank everybody for what a wonderful Christmas this has been. And and uh, in terms of what a wonderful year it's been, I think, for the country and all your hard work and contributions paid off, just get ready. And I think Santa would confirm this. They're going to do everything they can do, including make up Roswell, New Mexico-style conspiracies that the Russians did it. Um Santa, uh, all right, we're going to go back to Arwen and Laurel's sister, and her name is Belly, and Belly's eight years old. Belly, hi, how are you? Say hi, to, San- hi, say hi to Santa Claus. Hi. Hi, Belly. How you doing? Good. <laughs> how are you? All right. You been a good little girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, how you doing in school? Good. Good. No fighting or nothing, right? Yeah. Uh-oh, you've done some fighting? <laughs> Well, you just kind of have little disagreements with your sisters, right, Belly? Everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mostly you've been a good girl, I bet, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell Santa what awesome. you want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. All right. What do you want, honey? A pooping out cupcake straw. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> a, a what? A poopy what? <laughs> a pooping out cupcake troll. A pooping out cupcake troll? Yeah. So the troll actually poops cupcakes like real poop? No. <laughs> well, what is a what is a troll that poops cupcakes? What does that mean? Um, it's from the movie Troll. Well, wait a minute. You got to explain this. What is So you want a troll that poops cupcakes. Do I have that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And tell me what does the troll actually do? Um I don't really know what a troll actually does. You mean, but the name of the toy is a troll that poops cupcakes. I don't know its name. Oh, so you, but you've seen it, so you know it's a troll that poops cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Now, are these real cupcakes or fake cupcakes? Fake cupcakes. But, um, well, actually, I think his name is Cooper. Cooper. Now, uh, uh, all right, so... Belly, you got to help us out here. Explain what does it mean when the troll poops a cupcake? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> what is well, the? You got to explain it. So, um, it's from the movie Trolls. It's a cup, a, a pooping out cupcake troll. Yeah, and so actually, like it's sort of like poops, like like people poop. 
Hey, Santa, I, I haven't kept up with the latest inventions. You know, the, the closest thing we had to this when we were kids, my sister had a girl uh, the girl doll that went pee. I don't know. I don't know about the pooping part. But, well, we had some that pee on it. Oh, my God. My aunts know what she's talking about. Uh, all right. So, oh, so, Belly, they know what you want. So is she going to get that, Santa, the, the, the troll pooping Cupcake troll? You got it, Belly. <laughs> wow. And to think that some kids like may want an iPhone or a computer. Why would you get that when you can get a troll that poops cupcakes? All right. <laughs> belly, you cracking me up. My belly's hurting, son. <laughs> yeah, my belly's hurting, too. Hey, Belly, you made us all laugh very hard. You sound like such a great girl. God bless you, sweetheart, okay? You, too. Now, all right. Now, we have one more a uh, member of Arwin's family, and that's Anya. Uh, we're putting Anya on the phone. Anya, are you there? Hi, Anya. Hi. How are you? Say hi to Santa. Hi. <laughs> hi, Anya. How you doing? Good. What do you want for Christmas, Anya? Um, I, I want a Spectra doll. Spectra doll. What's a Spectra doll, uh, Anya? What is that? Um, she's from Monster High. She's a ghost. Uh, you want a ghost? This ghost is scary. <laughs> Santa, she's is that... not a scary little young lady, Sean. She's not scary. <laughs> wow. Well, you've been a good little girl? Yeah. Uh, she, you could tell by the sound oh, of her voice, Santa. you made Santa's good list. Oh, that's great. You made Santa's good list. How does that make you feel, Anya? Good. Yeah. All right, you want to say goodbye oh. to Santa? All right, say goodbye to Santa. Bye. All right, Anya. All righty. <laughs> have a Merry Christmas. All right. You know, I have some politicians, uh, Santa, that are, that give me short answers, too. When my kids were little, remember you used to talk to them, and they'd say, Hi, Santa. they say, Hi. How are you? Good. How's school? Fine. Who'd you talk to? Nobody. What'd you learn? Nothing. I mean, that's how my conversations on air with my kids went. But, uh... I never heard of a a troll that poops cupcakes, Santa. I mean, this this is modern technology, I guess, coming through loud and clear. Um, oh, not... it's a new deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's new. My right. know all about it. We're going to go to the great state of Florida, Santa, another swing state, and say hi to Paulie. Paulie uh, is uh, 13. He wants to say hi to Santa. Paulie, say hi to Santa. Hi, Santa. Hi, Paulie. How you doing? <laughs> I'm what I'm do doing good. How are you doing? You. What'd you say, Paulie? Say it again. I said I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm oh, good. We doing fine. We doing fine. All my elves working hard and waiting for that big beautiful day to come to come and visit you. Yeah. Now, what do you want what for you Christmas? Want to bring you? I want a gold chain with a Saint Jude medallion and Ray Bans that are just in black. And my third gift that I wanted already came true. And that was when Donald Trump became our president. You wanted Donald Trump to be your president? Is that what you said? Well, you already got that, Paulie. Yeah. So now I only have two things left on my Christmas list. What else? So what are the two things again? A gold St. Jude medallion chain mm-hmm. and Ray-Bans that are just in black. Wow, just in black. Uh, can you can you pull that off, Santa? Can you do that for our friend Paulie? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, we can pull that off. If we can pull in the new one in the White House, we can pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Now, Paulie, uh, is he on the good list, Santa? He's on the good list. All right, Paulie, you made it. Talk straight up, too. <laughs> All right, Paulie, Merry Christmas. Say goodbye to Santa. Bye, Santa. Now, we're going to say hi to Paulie's right, brother. Paulie, Merry Christmas. We're going to say hi to Merry Joey. Christmas. Joey is uh, Paulie's brother. How are you, Joey? Welcome to the program. I'm good. Say hi to Santa. Hi, Santa. Hi, Joey. How you doing, son? I'm doing good. <laughs> you been a good little boy? Yes. All right. What do you want Santa to bring you? I want a gold chain with a, uh, yellow, a yellow gold cross, and I want a pair of shoes. Oh, oh. gold chains is looking good this year, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you been how you doing in school? Good. A B A's and B's. Oh, good job. You just made Santa's good list. Santa loves that when they make them A's. I prefer like mm-hmm. a lot of A's too. I love them A's. <laughs> My sister gets well, straight A's. Wow. Oh yeah. All right, so you all you set for Christmas? That. You now Santa, he's yeah. on your good list, right? He's on the good list. And Mr. Hannity, yeah. my mom watches your show every night, and she loves you, and she loves Trump. Oh, that's awesome. Tell your mom I said thank you, okay, Joey? And I- your show is on every night at 10 o'clock. Oh, I really appreciate it. I hope you're up watching it every night. It's, it's, you'll learn more from my show than you'd, ever learn from, uh-huh. than you'd ever learn from school, in my opinion. It's the most I've learned about Trump ever. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Santa, I think you need to bring extra presents for Joey because he's a nice, conservative young man, okay? Uh, you got thank it. You. you never know. He's going to slip something different up under that tree. All right, now we got to talk to Joey's sister, Bella. Bella? Ha- All right, thank you, Joey. Thank you. you you're welcome. Uh, Bella. Hi. Hey, Bella, say hi to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. <laughs> hi, Bella. How you doing, love? You've been a good little girl? Yes. Oh, how are you doing in school? Good. Good, good. You made Santa's good list. And all righty. What do you want Santa to bring you for Christmas? Um, a lot of sports stuff and a mini basketball hoop. You got that, Santa? Oh, oh, yeah, we got a sports lady there. And, sports lady. And, red, and red titties, the shoes for basketball. Oh, all righty. You got that, Santa? got to be good. We got it. Okay. got to be good now. Okay? All right. Thank you so much, Bella. God bless you. Okay? Merry Christmas. Uh, All right, let's get back to our phones here. Uh, How much time do we have here, Linda? Do we have enough time to take one more call? Okay, let's go to uh, Donald is in uh, Louisiana, Santa, and Donald's five years old. Donald, say hi to uh, Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Hi, Santa. Yeah. Oh, my Hi, Donna. Hi, Donna. <laughs> How you doing? Got my good. Am I good? Am I good? Say, Santa, we want Power Rangers for Christmas. You want Power Rangers for Christmas? Well, mm-hmm. sure. Santa, can you do that? All righty. Yeah. We can do that. All right. Say thank you, Santa Claus. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, Merry Christmas. And you've been, wait, you've been a good little boy? Kind of. What is it? Yeah, he's been, Santa, he's on your good list, right? 
Oh, he's on the good list. Oh, he's on the good list. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we to gotta move on. Uh, thank you, Donald. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Callan is in the great state of Georgia. Callan is a four-year-old little girl. Callan, how are you? Say hi to Santa. Hi, Santa. Hi, Callan. How are you doing? Oh, how are you doing? You've been a good little girl. You've been... I want a doll dress for Christmas, please. And I want to use Statue of Liberty in New York. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, Callan, I got a question for you. Do you want Santa to bring you, like, a pink wig? Ask your mom. What color do you want your hair to be, baby? Uh, nah. Purple and a white stripe. Purple with a white stripe. Purple with a white stripe. And by the way, what's your favorite music? Who's your favorite music band? Uh, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper? What's your favorite song, baby? <laughs> Black Widow and... Uh... What's your favorite Black. song by Alice Cooper? Black Widow and... Black Widow? Engine of Mine and Lady <laughs> Wow. She's been here before, Sean. <laughs> Whoa. I want me Alice Cooper. What does Mommy want? I want to meet Alice Cooper. Please. <laughs> oh, you want to meet Alice Cooper? I don't know. Alice Cooper looks a little scary to me, Santa. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I say to my kid? Wow, yeah, exactly. All right, well, good to Merry Christmas to both of you. Callan, nice to talk to you, sweetheart. God bless you, and God bless your mom, okay? And we appreciate you being with us. Say bye to Santa. Bye, Santa. All right, Callan, be good. Merry Christmas. All right, I think we have time for one more call, and that's going to be a little boy also from the great state of Georgia, Santa. His name is Trace. He's three years old. Trace, Merry Christmas. Say hi to Santa Claus. Hi. Hi, Trace. <laughs> How you been doing? I hot wheels. <laughs> oh, he's oh, hot wheels. That, you want hot wheels? What else do you want, uh, Trace? A bicycle. A bicycle? What kind of bicycle? Um, hot wheels bicycle. Oh, you want a hot wheels bicycle, boy? Been... Oh, what yeah. Do you... What do you think, Santa? Can you pull that off? Oh, yeah. I think we can pull that off. I think you've been a good little boy. Yeah. Oh, good, good. You're on Santa's good list, then. <laughs> All righty. Hey, make sure you be a good little boy and do what Mom and Daddy tell you to do, okay? All right, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for being with us. Santa Claus, it's been another amazing year. Thank you so much for being with us and taking the time. I know you got a lot of work to do before Christmas. And uh, to all the little boys and girls out there, Merry Christmas, Santa. Oh, big time. Sean, what, what am I getting for Christmas, Santa? I already got it. Trump, well, Trump won. <laughs> Big time. I, 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 you, you, you got a great Christmas gift. And, John, this year, we're definitely going to have a better year this year. So Santa is going to make sure everybody love one another, everybody stop fighting each other, and, oh, boy. Santa got a busy year this year because we have so many great kids. Santa has really got his work cut out for him, Sean. And I just want to wish the world and everybody in America Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, Santa Claus, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll continue more of the Sean Hannity Show. Hannity tonight at 10 on Fox News.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 